0: A vampire. Oh yeah? Well abacadabra. I'm an umpire. Focus, focus, I am a bat. Okay, I'm a bat too. Abacadabra. You wouldn't hit a bat with glasses on, would you?
1: How do you kill a vampire? Steaks, garlic, holy water,
2: antidepressants? I'm Kevin Leeson. Maybe vampires are aggressive because they're bad at self-reflection. I'm Joe Fulgham. When all you have is
3: bricks, every problem looks like a vampire's mouth. I'm Torn Atkinson, and this is Caustic Soda. Bam! I have a code, everybody.
0: I have a code. I've talked like this to the entire episode.
1: You know what? It'll almost I, be having
2: like another character. I'm uh <laughs> I would like to I would like to hear that happen. Can we have that happen for one whole segment? Let's do one segment with you Sh- with the cult. Uh, I think so. Okay. Mm.
1: The word
3: vampire comes from German vampire from Slavonic opiri. Okay. I'm not really sure what opiri means. I guess it means vampire.
2: Well
1: I tried to find it but I couldn't. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, he peeries into my window so he can see me and bite me. Do you think it has anything to do with Opa and Oma
2: being similar? Ope? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: I'm
3: going to say no. Yeah, Yeah.
1: maybe not. I don't know. I'm
3: not a language guy. Mm -hmm. Sanguivorophobia is characterized by a specific and isolated fear of vampires. It literally translates into fear of blood eaters.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Right.
3: I can hear that. Latin sanguineus meaning blood and virare to devour. Uh, it sounds,
2: it sounds like a sounds bit like, of a made-up phobia, doesn't it? Somebody just went, eh, blood eater phobia. Well, you know, we'll have a
1: real-life vampire section later on in the episode. Then again,
2: yeah. all words are made up uh-huh. until we go, yes, let's accept that.
1: All I know is that Varari sounds like something I want to drive. A Varari? Yeah. That has a big mouth at the front? Uh-huh. yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, like a
1: giant blood. No, it's got just the one proboscis, and you like stick it into pedestrians. Oh, like, I see. That's how it runs. It runs on blood. It runs on blood. <laughs> yeah. How many miles to the gallon of blood does it get? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's more like they measure it
2: in in drops lots oh. of blood. Mm. You know, with the uh, upcoming fusion technology, we could make that happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be blood. It's just kind of convenient to have a big human scoop at the front feeding into your fusion generator.
3: I uh, on Killer Robots, that robot that, that could be fueled on
2: meat. Uh, oh, yeah. Meat. It eats yeah. flies. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> so soon, the Terminator cars that we'll all be driving. Uh-huh. Now, the Oxford Dictionary... <laughs>
2: Are you starting off a presentation for some kind of corporate account? Mm-hmm. The Oxford English Dictionary defines Just. success as In European
3: folklore, a corpse supposed to leave its grave at night to drink the blood of the living by biting their necks with long-pointed canine teeth. Ah, yeah, so sounds- it specifically calls out the long-pointed canine teeth and the leaving the grave at night and drinking the blood and the corpse. And this is the Oxford Dictionary definition of vampire. Now empire. the Webster Dictionary. Ooh, those hacks! The reanimated body of a dead person believed to come from the grave at night and suck the blood of persons
1: asleep. All right. Well, I mean, okay. That's, that's not exactly what Hollywood has taught me. No. 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 It like they they, they do the sleepers, but they, you know they're not afraid of the walkers.
3: Now English accounts of night walking, blood gorged, plague spreading undead corpses uh, come from as far as back as 1196. Okay. Since we're talking about definitions, what qualities does a monster have to have to make it a vampire
2: right. for you guys? That is a good question. I think that, that, that sucks blood. Uh, I think you could say you could have psychic vampires who feed on something else—the life could, force, could the like, psychic yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Does it have to feed on that to
3: survive? Like, if it doesn't get the blood, it will perish, or yeah, that's kind of perish or at least or weaken. Or like that. Yeah, 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 it, yeah, I
2: would that,
1: think so. Certainly, yeah. it, it, a diminished capacity. Yep. What
3: about the agelessnessness?
2: Yeah, vampires. I, I would think you would say vampires shouldn't be able to age. If you age, you're probably not a vampire, right? Well, no, you can. Or, or I guess you could age by not drinking blood. That's right. That's kind of how it works. That's right. But as long as you get what oh. you need, you
3: should be ageless. Sure. Mm-hmm. Shape changing? Yes or no? Uh,
2: not you know,
1: necessarily? Yeah, I don't think it's a it's a, a foregone conclusion. All right. Mm-hmm.
2: I, okay. I think it is a property of v- many vampires, but I don't think it's required.
1: And the viral quality—that
3: is to say, they can turn someone into a vampire—how how necessary on a scale mm. of one to ten?
1: uh the necessary one it's not necessary at all well, but it's a uh, pretty I, common yeah i
2: don't think it's absolutely necessary but it's it's if it was missing it would be curious right Would and you I, say oh I you're would, only like a half vampire yeah or oh, oh you're, you're a, a shitty vampire you're a neutered vampire or something oh, so uh you're yeah impotent. <laughs> impotent vampire yeah it's okay it happens to all sorts of people <laughs> can't get his teeth up actually i think buffy made that total joke and, that Spike couldn't bite somebody
3: what about the killing the creator vampire, which frees or kills all its children? Certainly not. No, no,
2: not necessary, but common. Yeah.
3: What about the stake through the heart?
1: Uh, that I mean, that's pretty necessary.
2: Mm. Hmm. Um, maybe not as killing. There have been some that I've. Uh, I mean, you can that, kill in
1: other ways, but that will definitely kill you. Well, as a vampire.
2: In Vampire the Masquerade, I believe staking just makes it so you uh, basically go dormant and can't move. So if you so if you be- take the stake out again, if you take the stake out again, they can start moving again. Yeah. And in some areas, uh, but, but that's kind of an exception. I I don't know. It's sure. I don't know about required. We're we're talking about semantics here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
3: That's all we do, really. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to the show, Joe? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: okay. That well, makes sense.
3: Uh, in some uh, areas, the type of wood was important for staking, like ash or hawthorn or oak. Mm. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. And although often staked to the heart, sometimes the mouth was targeted in Russia and northern Germany. So you stake them from the mouth, not in the chest, not to the heart. Oh,
1: that'll that get your, your brain, so it'll do uh, kind of the zombie job on them.
2: Although that sounds right. like it might yeah. be propaganda from them because you're putting your weapon by their pointy teeth. You know, oh, he staked me through the mouth, chomp. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Didn't hit my heart. Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> vampire oh. propaganda. Vampire propaganda. <laughs> this is how you should take that's care of mean. us. Yeah, yeah. Right. You okay. should stick your hand in my mouth Yeah,
3: and yeah.
1: put
2: a stake through it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh, whatever you do, don't stake me through the mouth.
3: <laughs> and of course, decapitation was the preferred method in Germany and in Western Slavic areas with the head buried between the feet Behind the
1: buttocks or away from the body Right Yeah, that makes yeah Decapitation sense. is pretty common yeah. It's kind of hard to uh, Bite a victim uh, With no head Although It's true
2: If I recall the Aren't there Asian vampires that basically Their head and their internal organs Pop out of their body and goes flying around That's part of the pop quiz so we'll get to that in a second You, uh, might, have uh, a, you oh! might have an upper edge on that I would, have I would like to say <laughs> I got that answer right in advance <laughs>
3: What about the allergy to garlic?
2: How important is that to being a vampire? Not at all. Zero? Uh, Zero. Modern day they tend to it tends to be, yeah, haha, ha, garlic. That doesn't bother us. I mm-hmm. like garlic. Certainly um, not necessary. It, it is part of the old folklore, but mm-hmm. is yeah. it
3: more or less important than crucifix?
1: Allergic to crucifixes. Uh,
2: I, I think crucifixes tend to be more often still working, but not always necessary.
1: Mm-hmm. Holy water? Not at all. Zero. Zero across uh, the board. Myths. I think myths. <laughs> these are just
2: what? vampire myths. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. None of these affect real vampires. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's so funny as I was doing research for this episode, going to so many websites on vampires, and they're like, "These are vampire myths, and here's the vampire truths." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> close window. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally. Uh, I think holy water again is very often. Mm-hmm. uh but not necessary
3: what about entering a home unless invited not being able to enter one
2: that is relatively rare as a
1: uh treated as Canon is relatively rare
2: that's not what I found Buffy uh let the right one in and lost boys all mm-hmm. three of those that I did my research on uh require permission to come into the uh, building first
1: yeah but there are a lot more vampire sort of Stories and myths and whatnot that uh, are far reaching that don't mm-hmm.
2: include it? Sure. But I, I wouldn't say it's rare, is what I'm saying.
3: Okay. I agree it's not necessary. What about being harmed or killed by
1: sunlight? Uh, mandatory? Yeah, it's pretty mandatory.
2: Pretty mandatory. And of that's course, there, I, there are story-driven exceptions. Well, right.
1: That's why the Twilight films are not vampire movies. Oh, I see. Here yeah. we go. Drawn the line in the sand. I yeah. have. Okay. Oh, yeah. I watch almost all vampire movies, and Listen. I've never
2: seen Twilight, so that means they're not vampire movies. Oh. I QED. I have seen... All the Twilight movies. Uh-huh. I did not rewatch them for this, but I watched them, thankfully, with Riff tracks accompaniment. So uh-huh. they were enjoyable, but uh, they are terrible. We'll but get to that. There's no reason for us
1: to discuss them during this episode because they're not vampire movies. Otherwise immune to mundane weapons or weaponry. Yeah, in that they're immortal
2: and depending they can Like, what like, like you, bullets. Depending yeah. on what you mean by immune. I mean, they still get shot and stuff, but yeah. yeah like but it doesn't, doesn't kill them. them. It doesn't kill them. They'll heal from it, it or something.
3: Yeah. Can't cross blowing water.
2: That one doesn't seem to happen anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty old school. That's, uh, yeah.
3: And the no reflection?
2: Uh, Hit or miss. It's in a lot. Uh, And some things that I was watching, it's like, yes, you can't see the reflection unless you invite them into your house and then nothing works. yeah.
3: But that was Lost Boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, we won't talk about Dracula.
1: Why is that? Because we already talked about it at length in our Vlad the Impaler
2: episode. Mm-hmm. So if had- anybody wants to hear about Dracula, they should go back and listen to that. We had a Vlad the Impaler episode. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't listen to this podcast.
3: <laughs> and uh, we also had a Bats episode, and we also had a Blood
1: episode, uh-huh. and we also had a Demons episode. Right. Wow.
2: We've, we've, we, there's
1: been, in the Venn diagram, made up of caustic soda topics, Dracula intersects on a lot of different levels.
2: Yeah, this is the... Well, also uh, vampires, uh, too. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> there are a lot of uh, demonic vampire creatures this, that we talked uh, about in the demons episode. This
2: episode is the fifth point on our uh, pentacle of vampirism. <laughs> Pop quiz. All right. Joe, what is a dampier? here? Oh, uh, uh, that's what Blade is. Uh, that's a, a kid who is a half vampire, half human.
1: No, it's the vampire that doesn't believe in that can't cross flowing water thing. He doesn't give a dampire. Yeah, he no no. Watch me,
2: I can totally <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: He comes
3: out
2: the
1: other side and he's a dampier.
2: Oh oh a damp dampier. This is <laughs> this is Kevin. Uh, you yes. didn't okay. you didn't immediately a, just split the word up into its segment. I did, but to- he's a like a dampire. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> dampire. Yeah, that, that's Blackula. Do we know any other uh dampires in pop culture? Uh, I'm sure that there are that are just not coming to my head right now. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us?
3: Uh vampire hunter D. Okay, I think Sorry, I saw that. Did, I, did
2: we
1: actually say what the definition of a vampire was? Uh,
3: yeah, I was, I was right. Was he I was right? right. It is oh. the in Balkan folklore, a child of a vampire and a human. Good. Oh, okay, a half I didn't
2: breed. It, yeah. Didn't know it was Balkan.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, now you do. Mm-hmm. And also, blood rain. Okay, right. Another yeah. vampire the, I'm
2: aware of, but have not seen from the
3: video game that was turned into a movie by Uve Boll. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, I believe there's four blood rains. I I believe I believe when you say that. <laughs>
2: Are you saying there's four Blood Rain movies? Yes. They made four of those. Yes. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. Kevin, what is the origin of the stake
1: through the heart myth or fact, depending on,
0: <laughs> <laughs> depending yeah. on
2: which website you're reading?
1: Uh, the uh, the the origins of the stake through the heart. Um, well, it's got to have something to do with the lumber industry. So, whatever, whenever, right. whenever forestry was invented, that's when it came to pass. Like. You gotta, you know, take that perfectly good wood and whittle it down to a stake and keep it at hand for any vampires that may wander on My by. Buy
2: only Sharpo brand stakes for all your vampire hunting needs. Precisely. Yeah, yeah, it's just marketing.
1: Yeah. Do you
3: have a different answer, Joe?
2: Well, I can guess that it's uh, got to do with the nature reaching the heart of evil. I don't know.
3: Steak was driven through the chest cavity to ensure a deflation of a bloated corpse. Ah. Oh. So it would be deflated before its transformation into a re- into a revenant was complete.
1: Ah, okay.
2: So the bloating was part of the transformation into a revenant, and well, yeah, when not you dig up a body, gas of breakdowns of your yeah,
1: yeah. But when you dig out a body and you see that it's actually kind of like you know getting a, bigger, a, a full <laughs> chest cavity. You're yeah. like something's happening here. You stick a stake in it, and then it stick a stake in it. It is done. I wonder what noise they say You're like,
3: well, groans were reported to escape the vampire's mouth when the chest was either pushed on or staked. Groans. I see. <clears throat> Probably something like that. Yeah. <sighs> Probably just, you know, gas escaping. Gas trapped in the stomach. Yeah. Intestines. Esomagus. Yeah. Pressed against the vocal cords.
2: Can we get a dead body and try this out?
3: Yes. Okay. All right. I volunteer Joe. Joe, what is the origin of the lack of reflection for a vampire?
2: Oh. That's a great question. Uh, that would be because uh, they were, oh, uh, they didn't keep, they were. They hated their horrible uh, afterlife and didn't keep any mirrors around, and so people thought that meant that they couldn't see their reflection.
3: There has been a few myths that uh, the vampire hates its the way it looks, yeah. so they don't mm-hmm. keep any uh, mir- mirrors around. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's something more specific I'm thinking. Okay, I don't okay. know. Kevin, do you know? Uh, can't think of anything it's because the vampire has no soul
2: what's that All got right. to do with light bouncing off of metal
3: <laughs> that's one that only the historians can tell you uh, also sometimes extends to shadows didn't have a shadow because it didn't have a soul right what's that Again, got to do with light
1: the, or the <laughs> sun light yeah
2: this is what happens. Physics ruins all of these things. It's like the same thing during a ghost episode. Like when you're like, if you see a ghost, where does that light come from? Is it bouncing off something? It's the same thing with the vampire. If it doesn't reflect off the mirror, where does the light bouncing off the vampire's face go when it hits the mirror?
1: Here's what I like. I like the fact that this implies that y- your soul resides in your reflection. I, yeah. Right? So, you know, if you look in the mirror a lot, do you have less of a soul oh, than more, other people? More. No, because it like, it t- takes like a fraction of your soul every time. Oh, I see. You leave oh, a okay. mirror residue. Oh, maybe, yeah. You know, so that would explain the Kardashians. <laughs>
3: <laughs> mirrors have always held relevance in folklore when associated with death. It was a common superstition in Bulgaria that if a corpse's reflection was shown in a mirror or if mirrors were not covered in the presence of a corpse, then there was an increased likelihood another death would occur. Ooh, reflecting death back on somebody else used by Bram Stoker in Dracula and has remained popular with uh, any subsequent vampire mm. mythology.
1: Mhm. Understandable.
3: Kevin, what is the origin of the photosensitivity of vampires?
1: Uh well, if you left a dead body out in sunlight, it would blacken faster, I would imagine, as with all things. Mhm. So, but if you left it covered in, in, you know, out of the sun, it would be preserved for a little bit longer. What do you think, Joe?
2: People thought that it had to do with porphyria, which is uh, basically a, a genetic fuck-up that people have that makes them occasionally sensitive to sunlight, but I found that that thought has been completely debunked, and it was only based on one guy who wrote an article that was, he was kind of just winging it. Mm-hmm. So your and answer is, admitted it. your
1: answer is no answer
2: then. Uh, So my answer is going to be just an explanation for why they only came out at night. Like, that that's because you have folklore, mm-hmm. and they right. only come out at night, and people go, Well, why do they only come out at night? And then the storyteller goes, ah, the sun is an an anathema to them and burns them when it touches them. And then all of a sudden that becomes the story. In fact, this is a modern invention of fiction writers.
1: Oh. Oh.
3: In old legends, they actually had to sleep in their coffin during the day, but sunlight wasn't fatal. They were merely dormant during the day, making it easy to sneak up on them. Oh. Mm. In some folklore, vampires were actually at their strongest at high noon when their shadow was at its smallest. Ah, right. It's just that they're usually sleeping, so you're just lucky. It's not
2: smaller at midnight when it's black. I know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And they were weakest at dusk when their shadow was at its longest. Oh, okay. Bram Stoker's Dracula was almost unaffected by sunlight. It limited his shape-shifting powers, but he could still walk around, was still inhumanly strong, and definitely wasn't burned. Mm -hmm. Last origin question, Joe, Mm. the Bat Connection. What's the Bat Connection? Original.
2: Oh, well, Vlad Tapish's parents were killed by uh, criminals, and he was down in a cave. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: I'm guessing it's got something to do with the fact that vampire bats exist and they suck blood. Well, in Romanian folklore, uh-huh.
3: it was thought that a bat, insect, or other flying creature that passed over a corpse could turn it into a revenant. Oh, wow. So not just bats. And in fact, bats are much like vampires, uh-huh. especially the vampire bat. The ones, they're all nocturnal. Yes, mm-hmm. and, they, and some of them drink blood Got it
0: mm-hmm.
3: Now here's the next part of the pop quiz In the past people who have been publicly accused of being a vampire Were dead when the official accusation was leveled Okay mm-hmm. So what are some telltale signs That a, de- a deceased person was a vampire Anyone uh, Somebody staked
2: them through the heart to kill them
1: Now they're extra sexy <laughs> Nope those are both wrong Okay mm. uh, I'm gonna go with um... So if you dig up a corpse yeah. Uh uh-huh, uh,
3: or even before you uh, dig up a corpse uh, Oh What would be a sign that a person is a vampire uh, uh,
2: Canine teeth Elongated canine teeth
3: Yes hmm. Apparent growth of teeth Why does this happen
2: uh, do, Science wise do te- Oh oh your teeth loosen uh, When when you die your gums loosen They're holding your teeth in And so that I think they'll descend a little bit that more That is
3: correct The gums will <gasps> oh. recede Whoa. During the uh, oh. Putrefaction Putrefaction Cation. Process. Yeah.
1: I think uh, gonna, gonna, somebody knows a little bit too much about <laughs> you know, the explanations for why someone might or might not be a vampire. Just saying.
2: I have pretty decent sized canines. What has he got to hide?
3: Darn. What give, me, got to hide? give me some more telltale signs. Pale uh, skin. Pale skin. No. No. Oh. Uh, uh, the opposite, actually.
2: Oh, oh! I did read that, actually, that uh, in the, the Eastern European folklore, they were actually ruddy in complexion.
3: Yeah, if you got pink or flushed, if the corpse has pink or flushed skin. Oh, from
1: like sucking a bunch of blood. The cheeks were reported to be full and rosy. Yeah, you're like a mosquito going out there and sucking up blood and exactly. getting all like full, like a blood sack. Because in the case of bloated corpses,
3: blood would be pushed to the surface of the skin, causing rosy cheeks, red lips, and even blood in the mouth. Yeah. And when oxygen hits blood, it binds itself to hemoglobin, causing the shape and appearance to, of blood to change. Because of the constant temperature and conditions of being underground, it would take longer for blood to dry up and no longer have a bright red appearance. Mm. Mm.
1: That's gotcha. so it.
3: you see what's happening here? Uh-huh. Got any, uh, got any more suggestions? Well, you already gave up the whole bloated body thing that required the stinking. Hair and nail growth. Yes. Basically for the same reason as the mm-hmm. teeth. Right. They continue growing after you die? Uh, they don't. Oh, but no, the but... area around them recedes, giving off the suggestion that they're getting bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that's, that's like shaving your pubes. And then there's also the tilted or toppled headstone. Oh, if yeah. you've got a tilted or toppled headstone, then you you're... must
1: be rising from the grave. Right. Uh-huh. As
3: opposed right. to Earth
1: just settling or whatnot.
3: That's... Or a
2: heavy rain. Mm-hmm. Please. Uh-huh. When has science proven that that can happen? <laughs>
3: This is the first sign which caused town people to dig up the corpse for the to find the rest of the symptoms, in which invariably they would find yeah. at least a couple. Right. So right. if you if you dig up a corpse, chances are you'll, based on this criteria, oh, it's a vampire.
2: Wow, this dead guy is all emaciated and canine teethy, just like a vampire. Ah, stake him. <laughs> oh, he groaned. We have killed the vampire and yeah, saved the and village. And guess what?
1: You never nobody ever sees him come back
2: from the dead That's ever right. again. Problem yeah. solved. Did you hear about anybody getting their blood drained? Nope. That's because I staked that vampire. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's just good press.
3: And in all cases, the corpse would be subjected to being staked to the bottom of its coffin through the heart, and sometimes decapitated before being reinterred.
2: If uh, people would like to stake and decapitate me after I've been confirmed dead, that's fine. Go ahead. How okay.
1: about if you're just like on life no. support? No. <laughs> eh, you got a chance. Coming back, Vampirella. Kevin will- Vampirella, no less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I imagine that that's in his will. That's who he wants to be dressed Just, in. That kind of outfit. Yeah.
3: V-shaped.
2: <laughs> Kevin bikini. is never involved in my death with dignity decisions. Oh, no. I would- be, uh, my, When it comes to, comes to those
1: decisions for you, Joe, it would be death with indignity if I had anything to do I, with that's it. That's why, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You'd be the little cheerleader over on the side. <laughs> pull the plug. Pull the plug. Pull <laughs> the plug.
3: I'll be like, pull his pants down. Pull his d- pants down. Pull his pants down. I think
1: that says more about you than him. Yeah. This last, <laughs> this last part. Dorn,
2: all you had to do was ask. <laughs> all right, <here. laughs> I have
1: to It's a turn off having to ask. I uh, know what
2: you mean. <laughs>
3: Pop quiz, last part of the pop quiz Okay. Vampires around the world Alright, let's Thank, hear it Thanks to our uh, researcher Kelly for
1: these There's one where the head and internal organs pops off and it's from Asia <laughs> Boom, I got that one right
3: <laughs> So I will describe the vampire okay. uh, You okay. tell me what part of the world comes from And mm-hmm. bonus points if you know the name of it mm-hmm. Okay. For those of you playing along at home Keep score uh-huh. If you're uh, at work Unplug your headphones and plug in the speakers <laughs> Everyone in the office can play this game Play along with you <laughs> Okay. Same thing if you're at the uh, gym. Uh, oh, yeah. So this vampire arises at midday, goes to sleep at midnight. It is said to have a barbed tongue with which it consumes large amounts of blood. It also sleeps in blood. Ooh. It has downy hair on the palm of its
1: hands. But, so now we got to name the country and yep. for bonus points, the name. Yep. Okay. You will not get this one. <laughs> uh, it sleeps in blood. That requires a lot of blood. There's got to be somebody, someplace with a... Of a heavy population density, yeah, a heavy population density, so they can give up more blood. (laughs) New York City.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go. (laughs) I'm gonna go with India. Actually, I was gonna say India as well. Ah, do it? Is this a rakshasa?
3: You can can still say India.
2: Is this a rakshasa?
3: This is the Upier from Poland. Oh, boo! I told you you weren't getting it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This might be a little easier. These vampires are souls inhabiting bodies which become hopping corpses.
2: China.
1: That is correct. Yeah, we talked about that in our China episode. This is...
2: <laughs> 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 the <laughs> <laughs> the Jiang Shi
3: is uh, that one.
2: Uh-huh. I know that because uh, in Shadowfist they had a hopping vampire. Yes, friends.
3: indeed. Huh. The role-playing game always brings the world culture. Mm-hmm. Earliest account of a vampire-like creature would creep into a house at night... And steal or kill babies would also prey on adults, sucking blood from young men and bringing disease, sterility, and nightmares. The name translates to she who erases. Big clue there. Oh. Often depicted with wings and bird-like talons and sometimes with the head of a lion. Good Lord. Is this Egypt? Uh, Agree or disagree, Kevin? Uh Disagree. Connie it's going to be more specific. Damn. I thought you were going to kill you just for that. Uh, uh, I'm
1: going to go with uh, Bulgaria.
3: Mesopotamia. Oh, okay. 4200 BCE. This is the Lamastu from Assyrian legend.
1: Okay. All right.
3: Lamastu. Sounds like
1: the kind of thing they would come up with.
3: Yeah. This creature would seduce unwary men in order to steal their semen. Oh. The, the men would not survive this encounter. It, oh, that, that's the downfall. In later... <laughs> oh, boo. In... I thought
1: this was going to be a win-win, this
3: one. In later versions of this incarnation, this unique vampire reportedly drank the blood of her victims. She would use the semen to conceive her demon offspring. Listen. Oh, Does anyone know what it is so far?
2: If you are a thief who steals something that people are desperately trying to give away for free, <laughs> something is fucking wrong. Uh-huh. I'm going with Grease. Oh. oh, that mm-hmm. is a really good guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like it, but I'm going to so go somewhere different. Uh, let's say Germany.
3: I'll give you more hints. Okay. Mm-hmm. She refused to take a subservient position to a man, and God promised to kill 100, ver- 100 of her children every day until she returned to a paradise-like garden.
2: This is uh, Israel. That's Lilith you're talking that about. That is
3: Lilith. Oh, there you go. As mentioned in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Joe's winning this one. Yes, most definitely. This creature is often associated with vampires because it will drink blood from the nipples of men and young children. Oh though women are the preferred victim of the invariably male monster.
1: Oh so Joe, where are you from? <laughs> uh Chilliwack. I'm going with the Chilliwack vampire. The dreaded
3: Chilliwack vampire.
2: Yeah. Is this uh this is Africa? This, this uh, didn't we talk about this at some point? Damn it. I, I do not remember talking about this. Uh, or was that the, that was the vampire, who, who gave us, it was during our live show, the, we had a the lesser people. vampire. No, it was penis thief, but we were also talking about the vampire bats uh, sucking from our nipples. That's right. what was getting me, yeah. Got it.
3: It attacks during the night, controlling its victims' dreams and creating horrible nightmares and may have been an early explanation for sleep apnea and sleep paralysis and night terrors. Call back to our sleep disorders episode. Yeah. An attack is called elf pressure. Hmm. I'm going to go with Ireland. <laughs> so far, no right answers to this one. Okay. Give up? I do. Germany?
1: Ah!
2: Oh.
3: This is the I Alp. I said that one in
2: the... Oh.
3: And Elf pressure is Alpdruki. Oh. The Alp. It's actually probably pronounced Alpdruka. <laughs> That's from 500 to 700. It's common era. Okay. All right. All right. Two more. Living by day as an old woman on the outskirts of the village, by night she strips off her wrinkled skin, puts it in a mortar, and flies in the shape of a fireball through the darkness looking for a victim. Sucks the blood of people from their arms, legs, and other soft parts while they sleep. Oh, I read about this. If they draw out too much blood from the victim, it is believed that the victim will die and become a vampiric creature themselves, or else perish entirely, leaving the killer to assume their skin.
1: I actually read a story about this just recently. Uh, This has a bunch of different names, so. Is it Guyana?
2: It really sounds like Baba Yaga. Like, it's very similar to her, I think. Here's a hint.
3: mm. Possibly brought to the current location from European countries in the form of
1: French vampire myths. Is the country Guyana? Ah, I I read something about this just recently. Is
2: it like somewhere like like Jamaica? Oh, Dominica, Trinidad, and Guadalupe.
3: All right. Guadalupe. Oh, guess what? All French colonies. (laughs) This is the (laughs) Lougarou. Also known as the sucreon or
2: the sucreon, Is that Lougarou with a P in it? Loup-garou? Uh, the
3: term Lougarou possibly comes from the French mythological creature called the loup-garou, a type ah. of werewolf, and is common in the culture of Mauritius. Right. Mauritius, mm-hmm. Mauritius, uh-huh. something, something. All right, last one. Maura, tie us up. Manifesting itself as a woman during the day. Wouldn't that be will-manifesting? Will-manifesting <laughs> during the day. The monster maintains her young and beautiful face, but with her viscera hanging down from the neck, trailing below the head during the night when it goes out to seek yeah, blood and raw flesh. Oh, he said, "Japan." Oh, uh-huh. am I wrong? Do you agree or disagree, Kevin?
1: I'm so far behind. I got to disagree.
2: It, I, I, I have a secondary point. I mean, it's or it could be Korea, but I think uh, it's I'm Japan. I'm going to go
1: with Okinawa. <laughs> <Okay>. Uh huh. <sighs>
3: The monster preys on pregnant women in their homes just before or after childbirth. It uses an elongated proboscis-like tongue to reach the fetus or its placenta within the womb.
1: Oh, so it like leads to, uh, you know, stillborn children and stuff like that? This habit, among other unmentionable things, the spirit does. Well, it, when it has a proboscis-like tongue that reaches a fetus, I'm guessing. If you've already mentioned that. Yeah. What's What can what, what <laughs> be more t-
3: distasteful than that? Uh, it is believed to be the cause of many diseases affecting women, mainly in rural areas during their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. If the top part of the body fails to find the lower half before daybreak, it will die in terrible pain. So this is the Krasu in Cambodia.
2: Cambodia?
3: Also known as the app or the kasu in Laos. Wow. I was so wrong. Yeah, South- well, you said Southeast Asia I, before. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so, you know, you weren't. Totally, totally wrong. Yeah, you're on the right side of the world. Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. I'll thank you. I'll take it.
3: And similar to a ghost known as a Pen and Gallon in Malaysia, Myanmar, and Thailand. Right. The Pen and Gallon. Pen okay. and Gallon. Which I'm pretty
1: sure it's in the Monster I'm
2: Manual. Yeah. The, the
1: monster Manual number three or something like that. You know what? I've heard. Or the Fiend Folio. I've heard the Pen and Gallon show in Vegas is really good. <laughs> pen and Gallon. Yeah. I hear it's really good. They show you how to do tricks, and one of them doesn't talk. Maybe his head was separated from his body. Yeah, no vocal cords.
0: Early light burns my eyes. A minute more, the sun will rise. And paint the bright blue sky with yellow gold. Still Stuff mm. a ta- History <laughs>
3: Vampires proper originate in folklore widely reported from the Eastern Europe in the late 17th and 18th century. Mm-hmm. These tales form the basis of the vampire legend that later entered Germany and England. They were subsequently embellished and popularized. One of the earliest recordings of vampire activity came from Croatia in 1672. Local reports said that local vampire Jure Grando. Is that a person's name or is that a title? That's his. I believe that's his name. J U R E, Grando.
2: Does Jure mean smalls? So that's Biggie Smalls' uh-huh.
1: previous <laughs> life. No, I think Jure means like big right. It might be Ure. Like is in big correct.
2: Oh, probably Ure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah, Ure probably a, an older form of Yuri. Uh
1: huh.
3: As the cause of panic among the villagers, a peasant, Yure, died in sixteen fifty-six. However, local villagers claimed he returned from the dead and began drinking blood from the people and sexually harassing his widow. Oh, snap.
1: Okay. Do you think this was just the widow's explanation for these like this mysterious uh, pregnancy, perhaps? Maybe maybe. <laughs> My husband's dead, but I got pregnant anyway. Uh must have been his vampire did it to me. I thought I saw someone coming out of your house
3: uh, last <laughs> night there like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the Uray the vampire. That was Vampiric Euro. He's been sexually harassing me. That's my dead husband. He keeps coming
2: over and mentioning how low-cut my blouse is. <laughs> it's very inappropriate. The village leader ordered a stake to be
3: driven through his heart, heart, but when this method failed to kill him somehow, mm-hmm. he was subsequently beheaded with better results. Okay. Beheaded. Got it. That was the first case in
1: history that a real person had been described as a vampire. Okay. So, how exactly did they decide that he was prowling outside of, you know, this mysterious sexual harassment claim uh, where, you know, people just woke up with less blood? They went, I got less blood than I did yesterday. Yeah, maybe. Let me find out. <laughs> he just said that they were drinking
3: blood from the people. Okay, all drinking right. blood from the people. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, there were actually vampire bats coming and uh-huh. drinking blood while they slept. Maybe people, people were getting rabies, or they
1: had one of those really bad spider infestations, and everyone had those like the little this bites all over little themselves. Two brong bite on your, you know. Oh, you regions. know, maybe
2: people were just sick. I have, didn't a, have a. Uh, I have a little story here from Wikipedia. If you would like me to read it, okay. <laughs> So when Father Giorgio eventually came face-to-face with the vampire, he held it across in front of him and yelled, "'Behold, Jesus Christ, you vampire, stop tormenting us!' At that moment, tears fell from the vampire's eyes. The bravest of the villagers, led by prefect Miho Raditic, chased and tried to kill the vampire by piercing his heart with a hawthorn stick, mm-hmm. but failed because the stick just bounced off his chest. One night later, nine people went to the graveyard carrying a cross, lamps and a hawthorn stick. They dug up Jure's coffin and found a perfectly preserved corpse with a smile on its face. Ah, Father th- Giorgio said... Smile. He's mocking you. That's 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 the part that really stings. Father Giorgio said, Look, Strygon, there is Jesus Christ who saved us from hell and died for us. And you, Strygon, I think I'm pronouncing that right, you cannot have peace. Then they tried to pierce his heart again, but the stick could not penetrate its flesh. After some exorcism prayers, the it sounded one... like they needed a more hearty stick. I, yeah, it sounded like they picked a could twink. be like a little little green branch. Yeah, exactly. Ah,
3: this hawthorn will do the trick.
2: One villager took a saw and sawed the head off. As soon as the saw tore his skin, the vampire screamed and blood started to flow from the cut. And soon the whole grave was full of blood. According to legend, peace finally returned to the region after Jure's decapitation. Uh-huh. Interesting So they didn't find go. a guy They didn't go That That's him Let's kill him They went and dug up his body And cut of cut the head off Said all the stuff happened And then everything yeah. stopped Alright That's weird
3: During the 18th century Uh huh There was a frenzy of vampire sightings In Eastern Europe With frequent stakings And grave diggings To ident- identify and kill The potential revenants Uh huh Even government officials Engaged in the hunting And staking of vampires to, oh, it's like one of those, maybe it was like a campaign thing, it's right? A make it was
2: like, project. I will stake all the vampires in Springfield. <laughs> Last election, I promised the end of vampires. I don't see any vampires. Or maybe it was just like it,
1: they, it was just something you had to do because your opponent was doing. It's like kissing babies. You're yeah. like, oh yeah. god, I hate babies, and oh, got to be seen staking. I need a photo op, an etching. I need a woodcut of me staking a vampire. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, my chances are
2: are done. Candidate Leeson, uh, your opponent has declared that you are pro-vampire. Do you <laughs> I, have anything to say to this? I stand here.
1: Before you and against vampires, what exactly are your anti-vampire plans, sir? Show me a vampire, and I will stake it. Despite being called the Age of Enlightenment, they wish it was enlightened because then they wouldn't have had so many vampires. <laughs> During which most
3: folkloric legends were quelled and belief in vampires increased dramatically, mm-hmm. resulting in a mass resulting in a mass hysteria throughout most of Europe.
2: Ah, vampires!
1: <laughs>
3: The panic began with an outbreak of alleged vampire attacks in East Prussia in 1721. Uh huh. I'll spare you the details. Mm. But I will say that... Maybe his- it was just an
1: outbreak of hickeys. Yeah, Maybe there was just some, you know, one of those guys who just love giving hickeys. And uh, everybody the next day is like, oh, uh, uh, my husband, uh, this is a vampire
2: attempted to bite me. You wouldn't mm-hmm. believe it. I was just walking down the road. <laughs> this vampire came out and just bit me. He didn't quite get through the skin, though. He must have been really, like, like hungry yeah. and just left this, like, kind of I, was, I think mark. it was just,
3: like, scarfs were in style, and somebody came into the village, and there must be a lot of vampires around here. <laughs> yeah. Also,
2: he was very excited. That's why I'm covered in another man's sweat.
3: <laughs> the hysteria, commonly referred to as the 18th century vampire controversy.
1: Okay, that's really long. They were not into, uh, obviously, you know, the tabloid style, Yeah. you know, jacko Nind. and- yeah, it should you be. Know, Brangelina. That's and
2: whatnot. right. 18th century vampiversy. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it writes itself. Uh,
3: this raged for a generation. The problem was exacerbated by rural epidemics of so claimed vampire attacks, undoubtedly caused by the higher amount of superstition that was present in village communities, with locals digging up bodies and, in some cases, staking. Although many scholars reported during this period that vampires did not exist. Mm hmm. And attributed reports to premature burial or rabies, superstitious belief
1: increased. Uh, you know what? Because it lasted so long and was so widespread, that is some superstition. Mm, not the regular stition. Mm-hmm. No, it's not a
3: normal stition at all. The controversy only ceased when Empress Maria Theresa of Austria sent her personal physician to investigate the claims of vampiric entities. He concluded that vampires did not exist. And the empress passed laws prohibiting the opening of graves
1: and desecration of bodies. What does that guy know? He's just a doctor. He's in, the, he's in the back pocket of big government. You know? big a big vamp- empress. Big vampire. Yeah, he's just in the back pocket of big empress. She's probably a vampire too. What the hell did she know? Big empress. Sounding the end of the vampire epidemics. All right.
2: So the end of the vampire epidemics... Did not require actual extermination of vampires. It no. just required people to stop being doing things that made them afraid of vampires. Yeah,
1: stop digging up corpses. Yeah. So you talked about the guy who was sort of the first real person to ever be accused of being a vampire. Mm-hmm. I got a couple of examples of uh, real life vampires. Real One. life vampires? No such thing. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about the uh, these specific people, and oh, the, you I be being, the judge. Am I being close-minded? I think so. Okay. Look,
2: man, some people are just born with a vampire soul. They can't help it. Right.
1: Mercy Brown. With a name like Mercy. She's got to be Brown. <laughs> well, I... she's got to be a vampire. It's a misleading. Oh, She's I see. trying to, like, put you off the scent. Oh. In Exeter, Rhode Island, the Brown family suffered a sequence of tuberculosis infections. The mother, Mary, was the first to die, followed in 1888 by their eldest daughter, Mary Olive. And in 1890, their son, Edwin, also became sick. While another daughter, Mercy, contracted the disease and died in January of 1892. Okay. Friends of the family believed one of the dead family members was a vampire, which was causing uh, all the other infections, as well as Edwin's ongoing illness. With friends of this family, who needs <laughs> George enemies? George Brown, the patriarch, was persuaded to give permission to exhume the bodies, and some villagers, the local doctor and a newspaper reporter, exhumed them on March 17, 1892. Okay. While the bodies of both Mary and Mary Olive had undergone significant decomposition, the more recently buried body of Mercy was still relatively unchanged and had blood in the heart. This was taken as a sign that the young woman was undead. Right. Which, of course, must have been the fact.
3: It was just more fresh. It was the most recent burial.
1: Well, the most likely explanation yeah. is the cold New England weather, which had made the soil virtually impenetrable, so they couldn't hmm. actually bury her body. Oh, they kept her in a in freezer like conditions in an above ground crypt during the two months that followed her death. Uh, so that's probably why her well preserved body right. lasted. Okay. Uh, Mercy's heart was removed from her body It was burnt And the remnants mixed with water And given to the sick Edwin to drink to cure him Oh <laughs> Yeah This uh, vampire concoction will clear up your TB I like, I like the fact that you're like I wonder if they told him that he was drinking his sister's heart I wonder if they told him And they just said drink this it'll make you feel better What yeah. do you think uh. <laughs> 'Cause I'm telling you. I'm sure they probably, they probably probably said.
3: Probably told him. Here this is your sister's ash hearts ashes. Your, your
1: undead sister's yeah. black demon heart, yeah. which we've burnt and take two of these, call me in the morning. I think I'd prefer Neo Citron myself. Yeah, for something that will that will cure all that ails Have you yeah. read Have you read the ingredients of Neo Citron, Kevin?
2: There might be burnt to uh, <laughs> demon heart in there somewhere. <laughs> well, I do want to point out that uh, in spite of
1: drinking this concoction, Edwin still died two months later.
2: Yeah, and then he became mm-hmm. yeah. a vampire. <laughs> That's right, a yeah. super vampire because he consumed the heart of another the vampire. vampire. He was yeah. a Yeah. Uh, look. Uh, if if you're gonna get any kind of placebo effect, I think drinking a solution of a, your sister—is it sisters? Sisters, yeah, heart. sisters, burnt vampiric heart is gonna be the one that's gonna convince you this should do something. No, you know what would convince <laughs> me is they give it to me and I would go. I'm cured.
1: I feel better already. <laughs> I don't need to drink it. I'm awesome. Ah, yeah, woohoo! I'm like I dance across the room, cough up a lung, be like, no, I'm fine. See nope. you on the field. Nope. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, Fritz Harmon, a.k.a. the Vampire of Hanover. Oh. Arrested in 1898 for molesting children, a psychologist declared Harmon mentally unfit to stand trial, and he was sent to the mental institution for an indefinite sentence. Sure. Six months later, he escaped and fled to Switzerland. Oh. Right. Uh, where he worked for two years before he returned to Germany and resumed his regular life with okay. his family Okay, so he was given an indefinite sentence I guess in Germany back in the 19th century escaping was like well if he's got the mental faculties to escape from our mental institution <laughs> well,
2: yeah. then
1: he's cured sense. yeah
2: yeah. two years later we kind of forgot that's all about him that's the test <laughs> also I don't think that there's like a, a nationwide identification system like there's no driver's licenses in 1898 right like, I guess so so you just go no I'm Bob Jones I'm not Fritz Harman
3: I'm Harman, his twin brother. Uh, Fruits.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, Harmon uh,
1: took up residence in Hanover and became a petty thief burglar con artist. He established an ongoing relationship with the police as an informer, but oh. later on was discovered used that position largely to redirect attention of the police sure. away from himself. Yes. <laughs> it's a good
3: scheme. Yeah, this guy's not mentally uh, deficient. No, well, not he, at all. Hey, Harman's,
2: you can be clever and be a total weirdo crazy person. hmm Harman's
1: first known murder victim was... That statement is not supported by the (laughs) mental illness. (laughs) Uh, Harman's first known murder victim was 17-year-old Friedel Rota. When Rota disappeared in September 1918, his friends told police he was last seen in Harman's presence. Police raided his apartment where they found him in the company, and I air quote that heavily, of a different teenage boy. They charged him with sexual assault and sentenced him to nine months. Okay Harmon's other victims largely consisted of young male commuters Runaways and male prostitutes who he, Whom he would meet around Hanover's Central Railway Station The victims would be lured back to his apartment And then killed by being bitten through their throats Oftentimes as they were being sodomized Ooh, All That's of, that
3: quite a contortion Wow mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess it depends on your
2: position <laughs> maybe I'm Come doing on, it, Maybe I'm
3: doing it wrong <laughs>
2: Well look, there's no right way to sodomize somebody, but there's multiple different ways you can do it. Uh but uh I'm going with uh,
1: biting the throats out of your victims. That's as close as you're gonna get to real life. So real life vampire? Yep. Yeah, that that works from my books. Um all of his victims But not allergic to
3: sunlight or garlic. <laughs> as far uh, as we know.
1: As far as we know. Uh all of his victims were dismembered, then dumped, usually oh. in the Lina River. Later rumors also had it that Harmon would pedal meat from the bodies as canned oh, black market pork. Yeah. Although no physical evidence was ever produced to confirm this, he was known to be an active trader in contraband meat. Contraband meat. <laughs> he was eventually
2: apprehended when Hey, hey, hey libertarians who hate government. <laughs> guess what we stopped people from doing? <laughs> Dealing in contraband meat. Dealing yeah. in contraband. Yeah. Meat. yeah. It's good sometimes. Chill. <laughs>
1: Uh, he was eventually apprehended when numerous skeletal remains washed up in May and June of 1924. Oh. The police decided to drag the river and discovered more than 500 human bones. What? The, well, maybe... Well, doesn't wasn't necessarily all him, though. It's true. Could
3: have been, this is the place where people go to dump bodies. <laughs>
1: it's true, but uh, of these 500 human bones, they were later confirmed to come from at least 22 separate human individuals. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, I mean, uh... Yeah, 22, Five, 22 is manageable. That, that's about
2: right. That's like 25. I, could, I could kill 22 people. Yeah. Suspicion quickly you, fell upon Harmon. You couldn't kill a single person, Torrin. <laughs> well, oh, Wow. The I, know, I know who I'm starting with. My <laughs> gauntlet ch- is thrown. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Torrin's going to flail me with his hands.
1: Uh. You can buy poison off the internet. Uh, Suspicion quickly fell upon Harmon, who uh, had been seen in the presence of many of the missing people, and was placed under surveillance and was quickly arrested after trying to lure a boy from the train station back to his apartment. His apartment was searched, and the walls were found to be heavily bloodstained. Harmon explained this as a byproduct of his trade as an illegal butcher. However, clothing and (laughs) personal items... (laughs) Look... (laughs) I may have been butchering illegally,
3: but it wasn't people.
2: <laughs> I caught a bunch of street deer, and I uh, hung them up here and <laughs> yeah. butchered them. Uh-huh. Street deer, huh? Well, there aren't any left because I killed them all. Yeah, land sharks and street deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, clothing... Some, some uh, alley cows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, clothing and personal items known to be possessions of several missing youths were also found. Under interrogation... No, no, the
3: cows were wearing those. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Under interrogation, he quickly confessed uh, Mm. of raping, killing, and butchering young men since 1918. When asked how many he had killed, Harmon claimed uh, somewhere between 50 and 70. Wow. The police, however, could only connect him with the disappearance of 27. Okay. He was charged with 27 murders. Convicted of 24. Richard Chase, the Dracula killer. Whoa. The vampire of Sacramento. How many Draculas did he kill? (laughs) It's a good question. Uh, In 1975, Chase was involuntarily committed to a mental institution after injecting himself with rabbit's blood. Oh. While in the institution, once he was found with blood smeared around his mouth, and hospital staff discovered he'd been drinking the blood of birds and had thrown the birds' corpses out of his window.
2: How much blood? I'm trying to imagine how much blood is in a bird. They seem all stringy and small. Is it a
3: songbird or a turkey?
2: I'm trying to figure out how you catch a bird in a mental institution. yeah, yeah.
3: With birdseed, obviously.
1: (laughs) Where do you get the birdseed from? They just give them birdseed mental infusions? Uh, Just break up your granola bar. In 1975, I don't know if they existed. Mm. Uh, After this, staff began referring to him as Dracula. Okay. You know, a little pet name. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, and after undergoing a series of treatments involving psychotropic drugs, Chase was deemed no longer a danger to society, and in 1976, he was released under the recognizance of his mother. Once alone in his own apartment, Chase began to capture, kill, and disembowel various animals, which he would then devour raw, sometimes mixing their raw organs with Coca-Cola in a blender and drinking the concoction. That's a very modern-day uh, vampire. Mm-hmm. Yes, Absolutely. He's, uh, well, you know, I mean, your animals, your, your body parts and blood and viscera and whatnot are always better with a little Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. That should be the new ad campaign. Goes good with bird. Well, for the vampire niche, right? right for that market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase stated that by ingesting the creatures, he was preventing his heart from shrinking. <laughs> it's just like the Grinch <laughs> In mid-1977 Chase was stopped and arrested His body was smeared with blood And a bucket of blood Was found in the back of his truck The victim was found To be bovine however So no charges were laid So it sounds like He's mostly killing animals uh, He didn't kill any people Or that's coming up Not so far Oh On December 29th 1977 Chase killed his first known Human victim Ah Ambrose Griffin But he did it In a drive-by shooting
2: Very unvampire like
3: Yeah Mm-hmm. Not very creepy. <laughs> no.
2: Maybe maybe Ambrose was a werewolf and he had to shoot him with silver bullets to take him out. Mm. Uh, I think he was just test driving.
1: Killing a human. Uh, two weeks later, he attempted to enter the home of a woman, but finding that her doors were locked, walked away. Chaser would later tell detectives that he took locked doors as a sign that he was not welcome, but unlocked doors were an invitation to come inside. Mm. Ah,
3: and that's why I always lock my door. hmm very that's why vampires.
2: Very <laughs> people who think they're vampires. People who think they're vampires. I guess it's very, very vampiric, right? I'll only enter if I'm invited, invited. in, that's and right. invited means you left your door unlocked. Yeah, according to him.
3: Uh <laughs> my, my my matt used to say welcome vampires, but then he scratched out the vampires
1: part.
2: <laughs> just says welcome.
1: <laughs> or you put the uh the big uh ghostbusters, you know, X symbol through oh, over right. the vampire yeah. part.
2: Yeah, welcome, not vampires. Yeah. <clears throat> Humans welcome. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's mm-hmm. what we need. We need humans welcome. Uh, next up on Caustic Gear, humans <laughs> welcome doormats. Teresa Wallen was Chase's
1: next victim. Three months pregnant at the time, Wallen was surprised at her home by Chase who shot her three times, killed her, and then engaged in necrophilia and cannibalism with her corpse. On January 27th, uh, Chase entered the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Mirroth, shot her and her friend Danny Meredith, her six-year-old son Jason, and her 22-year-old month 22-month-old nephew, David Ferreira. As with Wallen, Chase engaged in necrophilia and cannibalism with Miroth's corpse. He was discovered at the scene when a six-year-old girl showed up looking to play with Jason. Mm -hmm. You'll never play with him ever again. Uh, the jury in the highly publicized case found Chase guilty of six counts of first degree murder and he was sentenced to die in the gas chamber. On December 26, 1980, a guard checking his cell found him not breathing, and the autopsy determined that he had committed suicide with an overdose of doctor prescribed antidepressants that he had saved over several weeks.
3: I thought that you were going to say he went to the gas chamber, but then since he was a vampire, he turned into a mist and it was all very confusing.
1: <laughs> I wish that would have been, uh, been much more Hollywood ending to the mm-hmm. story. Instead of the whole suicide thing. You can't kill me the gas chamber. I am the gas chamber. <laughs> well, to is to show you vampires can be killed by overdoses. Yeah. Stake through the heart.
3: O D on, on antidepressants. Add that to the list. Mm-hmm. Well, it's
2: because of because a vampire's entire existence is depressing. No, <laughs> so when you take a lot of antidepressants, you negate. It's that almost that like putting existence. a communion
3: wafer on 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 them.
1: No, yeah. who knew that they were always allergic to antidepressants? It's just not until the 21st yeah, century yeah, yeah. we just didn't century. that technology. Yeah, we just didn't invent it back in the 17th Big century. Big
2: pharma is going to save us from vampires, whether we like it or not. Uh,
1: James Riva started out as a youth killing and drinking the blood of animals. When he was 23 years old, he stabbed his disabled grandmother in the heart and shot her four times with gold-painted bullets. Whoa. And and then set her house on fire to cover the evidence. Gold paint? Did he paint them gold? He painted them gold. Okay. uh, Shot her four times, drank the blood from the stab wound and from the gunshot wounds, and then set the house on fire and made good his escape. That guy's crazy. He claimed he was a 700-year-old vampire who needed to drink her blood. But unfortunately, she was too old and dried up to be any good to him. Oh, so then what happened? Uh, Well, he was caught and put in jail. Uh, Carmen Lopez, his 74-year-old grandmother, was wheelchair-bound from a spinal tumor and weighed only about 75 pounds. So she was a bit desiccated. Right. So it was just poor choice of victims on his part. Uh, He also told psychiatrists he thought his grandmother was a vampire, too. Oh. Who would come in to feed on him as he slept. Oh. Ooh. And so... Probably she's the one who turned him into a vampire. So, oh, so maybe
3: he thought that the old killing the head vampire will cure you of vampirism. Maybe, well, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. And then he tried to get enough blood out of her to satisfy his cravings. Couldn't do it. It was a lose lose. This one. This is a an ill conceived plan. Vampires, not necessarily smart or good plotters. Uh, He believed he was satisfying his masters or superiors in the netherworld of vampires by Um. making a human kill. He thought that if he killed everybody who was bad to him, he would come back as a handsome man and have a car and have girls
2: and his life would be fine. This explains every internet troll ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to hurt everybody else until my life is better.
3: Makes perfect sense to me. Just call them internet vampires. The
2: castle lights are
0: growing dim. There's no one left but me and him when next we meet in Frankenstone. Don't come alone.
2: Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while being mentally controlled by a parasitic barnacle. To comment on episodes, make a donation, or see show notes, links, and videos, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Subscribe to our Twitter feed at Caustic Podcast. Email us at info at
3: Next time on Caustic Soda.
1: How easy is it to eat a fragment of skull? I mean, it must be like, just yeah. like chewing any other thick bone, right? Yeah. You just,
3: I think you just kind of put it in the mouth and just suck on it all day like a gobstopper. Yeah. Oh, really? I think just, so. It'll wear, it down wear down eventually. Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion to this episode of Caustic Soda.
1: This guy's Scottish. I should be doing my Scottish accent. Should I? Can you do one of
0: those? I can't. <laughs>